The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. When Nicole Sandler sits down to do her show, she's the producer, booking the guests, pulling the audio, planning the show, the engineer, running the controls, troubleshooting any problems, playing the sounds, calling the guests, and she's the webmaster, writing the blog, posting the podcast, maintaining the website, not to mention the host, interviewing the guests, explaining the issues, giving opinions, and calling out the bad guys, and then you get the Nicole Sandler Show on NicoleSandler.com. And I am exhausted. <laughs> and days like today, I could use some help. See, here's the problem. Uh, I'm now on the air three hours earlier. Um, it, I, I'm on the same time, but I am in a new time zone. So being here in Arizona, it, it's, all, it's all messed up. Because, um, well, Arizona is allegedly on, on mountain time. But uh, right now, it's Pacific time. You see... Uh, Arizona does not observe daylight savings time, I think. I, or they, I, I think, I think that's the, they don't observe. So we're on standard time now, right? And I believe it's November 5th, the day we uh, fall back. So Arizona doesn't, which makes sense, except it means that I can't wait for it this year because it means I get an extra hour of show prep. So I will go on at three o'clock local time each day. Math is not my strong suit. So I'm trying to figure it out. So meanwhile, here's what almost 64 looks like without makeup. I don't usually wear much makeup anyway. I've never been one of those kind of women, but I had no time to put on makeup today. So you get me au natural. And I know it's not that different, but, you know, here, here's the eyes without makeup. You see the dark circles, right? So anyway, I've got the dark glasses on. Anyway, welcome to a Wednesday. Again, I'm all, uh, all, all over the place. So, uh, but a lot going on, a lot to talk about. And the phones are open because, frankly, um, you know, it's up to you and me. So for, for at least the first part of the show, we will talk about what happened in the House of Representatives today. So let's recap, though, shall we? First, it was Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, who didn't have the support of, of his caucus, uh, let alone uh, the country. But, but what happened was uh, he could not get elected. They took 15 roll call votes. Do you remember? We have short memories as Americans. 15 votes because Kevin McCarthy was bound and determined to get that gavel. And plus, he had already moved his shit into the speaker's office. So I think to save face or whatever it is, you know, that he was trying to save, uh, Kevin McCarthy just had to be speaker. So he didn't have to move his stuff out of the speaker's office. Get it? Yeah. Um, and so after 15 ballots, Kevin McCarthy got in. However, he gave up so much leverage to the crazy caucus that um, his speakership was short-lived. You see, he, he gave up so much to the Matt Gates crowd, including um, the idea that one person, just one, could introduce... I'm forgetting the, the technical term for it, but a motion to vacate the speakership. One so-called Republican representative could say, I don't like the job that Kevin McCarthy is doing and could uh, put forth a motion to vacate, which is exactly what Florida man Matt Gates did. Now, remember, Matt Gates probably should have been prosecuted for, um, uh, you know, child sex trafficking for for bringing underage girls across state lines for the purposes of sex because they didn't have enough dirt and they were afraid they weren't going to be able to convict him and better not to to try it than to lose I guess but we know what Matt Gates is he's a he's a piece of shit in case you were wondering in case that wasn't clear to you and so he got on the bad side of Almost, he caused this whole thing single-handedly. Yeah, one Republican could say they're not MAGA enough. 
uh, quoting Paul 82 in the chat room, the YouTube chat room, which is, by the way, although there's a chat room at NicoleSandler.com slash listen dash live, it's an old program and it doesn't seem to allow new people to register. So it's on my to-do list. Again, something a producer would do if I had one. Um, But um, I need to get a new chat for that page. In the meantime, on YouTube... We, um, we, we can and do um, chat. We've got a very active and wonderful chat room on YouTube, just in case you were wondering. Yeah, it's, it's like a family here. So come join us. Uh, my YouTube channel, if you're listening elsewhere, is at Nicole Sandler. So you go to n- n- youtube.com slash at Nicole Sandler, and you'll get to our um, YouTube page. And you join a very active and wonderful bunch. Oh, thank you, Francie. And it's where you can also support the show with a, what do they call it? Super chat. You can make a a donation via um, YouTube. And you know, my salary is paid by your donation. So I'm not behind a paywall. I never will be. I don't charge for the podcast, but we run like, you know, the old public radio model, you know, before public radio started airing commercials, um, uh, where if, if you can afford it, I ask you to contribute something, uh, maybe on a monthly basis, if you can. If you can't, don't worry about it. I get it. I can't afford to pay for podcasts. Um, so but believe me, we're in the same boat. Anyway, if you can afford it, I hope you will support my work because <laughs> without you, I can't do this. Anyway, back to the uh, speaker's race. So after um, Kevin McCarthy was summarily <laughs> uh, removed from office... Uh, the next person up was Gymnasium Jordan. And yes, we call him Jim with a G Jordan because he famously looked the other way when he was one of the lower, you know, not the main wrestling coach at Ohio State, if I have this right. Um, he was an underling, sort of like he is now. Uh, but he, um, uh, he he saw the coach, the wrestling coach at Ohio State, molesting the wrestlers' boys in the shower. And what did Gymnasium Jordan do? He looked and ran the other way. Looked and ran the other way. Oh, Twitch is not working today either? Uh, you know, I, we don't have Facebook today either. But I, I thought, why isn't Twitch working? I, oh, because I didn't start it. Hold on. Give me one second. Let me start that. Um, Lucifer came into the YouTube chat room to tell us that Twitch wasn't working. And Twitch is working. I know YouTube is not working today, but Twitch looks to be firing up. So not. I have like three people who watch on Twitch ever. But okay, Twitch is up. So um, uh, Lucifer, you're welcome to stay with the YouTubers or go back to Twitch because it is not working. You know, thank God for small favors. Oh, that was David making the, the, the garage door opening. Anyway, so Gymnasium Jordan looked the other way to the wrestling coach molesting kids in their charge in the shower and did nothing. That's not all Jim Jordan has done, but, you know, it's the easy way to. No, Twitch is working now. I got it. it Chris says Twitch is broken today. It isn't. I just forgot to start it. But yeah, so uh, YouTube is working, Twitch is working, um, um, and Facebook is not. Twitter is, or Shitter is as well. We 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 also stream to sh- to Shitter. But anyway, um, so Jim Jordan, go figure, couldn't get enough votes to become speaker, and they held. I think, too, they were doing the thing behind closed doors, but he's like, I'm going to bring it to the floor. David, you want to join in? Yes. It was the team doctor, not the rest of the Oh, it was the team doctor. Thank you. Okay, I I always appreciate being corrected when I get something wrong because I hate disseminating false information because, after all, I'm not Fox. You know about Fox, right? Your original source for fake news. Fox News. We make shit up. They do, but I don't. So when I get something wrong, please do correct me like David does all the time. And I'm, I'm grateful for it. Okay, so Jim Jordan looked the other way when the team doctor 
was molesting boys in the shower. Either way, he is he was the leader of the House Insurrectionist Caucus um, coming up to, uh, 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 you know, January 6th. Oh, I see our guest is here. Hold on one second. I need to fix this view because she might have been there for a while and I didn't realize she was there. Oh, Nancy, you need to turn on your camera so I can get our shots set up. Unless you don't want to be on camera. Hold on one second. Did I get an email? saying uh, Nancy will join da, 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 and is prepared to do both. Okay, there she is. You see, again, I'm a one-woman show here, and <laughs> it's um, sometimes easier said than done. But, you know, I make it work. Somehow I make it work. And my screen is being really temperamental right now, so bear with me. I need to be gentle here in order to fix this um, video. Ah, Okay, we're almost there. We're almost there. Um, so anyway, I, I want to play for it, but I'll get back to the whole uh, speaker's race. But they did come up with a speaker. They elected a guy named Mike Johnson. He's not the big Johnson. Um, that was, that was, what was the, the big Johnson was a baseball player, right, David? The, the big, what was his name? Anyway, Mike Johnson is a right winger. I know you'd expect nothing less, who when he, um, one of the things he said in his little, uh, you know, acceptance speech of the gavel was this. We have to get the country back on track. Now, we know this is not going to be an easy task and tough decisions will have to be made. But the consequences, if we don't act now, are unbearable. We have a duty to the American people to explain this to them so they understand it well and we're going to establish a bipartisan debt commission to begin working on this crisis immediately. immediately. A, bi- a bipartisan debt commission. Yeah, hold that thought for a second. Was Randy the big Johnson? You conflated two Johnsons. Okay. There was Walter Big Train Johnson. Okay. And then there was Randy Big Unit Johnson. Big Unit. That's what it was. It was the Big Unit so Johnson. You conflated two Johnsons, Got something it. that is illegal in every <laughs> state in the union. Thank you for that. See, I, I get corrected. And, you know, I've got the baseball expert here. I knew there was something. There was the Big Unit Johnson. Just know that Mike is not that. But, but Nancy, I hope you don't mind. I got to play one other thing while we're on the subject. So Mike Johnson, he, he gave this whole long speech you know, accepting the gavel. And one of the things he, he made note that his wife was not there. And he explained the reason she was just plain exhausted. She spent the last uh, couple of weeks on her knees in prayer to the Lord. And um, she's a little worn out. Yeah, she's a little worn out. Actually, here, Mike, not Big Johnson, um, I corrected that for you. She spent the last uh, couple of weeks on her knees and um, she's a little worn out. She's a little worn out. Sorry. Uh, see, I played the original unedited version first, and then I played the joke after. Because I, I don't just, you know, change people's words, but it's a joke, right? It, and it's funny, right? She spent the last uh, couple of weeks on her knees, and um, she's a little worn out. She's a little worn out. Anyway, with that, I'm happy to welcome back to the show. It's been a long time. Nancy Altman, I think, is the president of Social Security Works. Is that, do I have your title That's correct? That's correct. And it's been probably a couple of years. I've spoken with um, your uh, executive director, Alex Lawson, a number of times over the years. He's an old friend. Um, oh, there, your video. I just moved. We just moved to Arizona. So I'm in a new studio and it's not, it's not working flawlessly yet. We hope to get there, but we're not there yet. Anyway, got your picture up anyway. And um, Nancy Altman, thank you for joining us. The, the first clip I played here, I'll share it again, where Mike Johnson talked about um, setting up a debt commission. Get the this country is- back on track. Now, we know this is not going to be an easy task and tough decisions will have to be made. But the consequences, if we don't act now, are unbearable. Unbearable. So he wants to set up a bipartisan debt commission. Now, Alex Lawson tweeted something out and said, yeah, it's not a debt commission. It's a commission to undo Social Security. That's what Mike Johnson is all about, is it not? Yes. And in fact, the White House accurately called what he's proposing a death panel for Social Security and Medicare, because that's just what it is. It's a way of 
and either cutting Social Security, slashing it, or ending it, and keeping their fingerprints off it. Because as polarized as the American people are, we're united about Social Security. Migrant Republican voters don't want to see Social Security cut. They'd no. like to see it expanded as it should be. But the, uh, the those that are bought and paid for in Congress, like MAGA Mike, uh, is um, is all for ending Social Security, but not letting the voters know what he's what he and his. Uh, uh, cronies have done. Yeah, you know, I get I get sidetracked, and I, <laughs> I and get. Let me, yeah. let me just say one more thing because it's very dangerous. We're about to face a government shutdown. Government's only been funded through November seventeenth. <sighs> so great Thanksgiving and and Christmas present for all these public servants um, that they may be unable to pay their bills. Um, but we we've been concerned for quite a while that. They would use the um, excuse of funding the government to set up one of these death panels for Social Security. But now um, Johnson has just come right out and said it out loud that this is what he wants to do and what he's going to do. Yeah, he, he did. He he said the quiet part out loud today. Now, yes. now Johnson is not um, a moderate even though I don't think there are any moderates left in the Republican Party these days, either you're a maggot or you're uh, not a Republican. Uh, you know, we'll get into Ken Buck a little later because they're all hypocrites, regardless of where they yes. stand on uh, Donald Trump But um, and the election. But they did, Ken Buck, who said, I will, no, I will not vote for an election denier, did. And this guy, uh, I guess they had a come to Jesus meeting well, you know, sort of. Donald Trump had said that the only person who would, you know, be able to get the job of speaker is Jesus, I guess, or him, because he thinks they're one and the same. But but they, they elected Mike Johnson today unanimously. So obviously there was some kind of, uh, um, uh, you know, ultimatum, I'm guessing, in one of those House Republican caucus meetings that they've had many of behind closed doors recently. Well, and and... This is a real um, consolidation of power by um, the most extreme part of the, the party. Um, Mike Johnson headed what was called the Republican Study Committee. About 70% of Republican House members are part of it. And they've called for raising the retirement age, this for Social Security, decimating middle-class benefits, basically eventually privatizing Social Security, and Medicare, getting rid of disability insurance, really extreme positions. And if you can believe it, he said that um, it, it, the gall to say that Roe v. Wade hurt Social Security because there were all these um, possible workers oh. who were not being born. Oh you can believe he God. said that. And of course, they never say, well, why don't there are all these people who want to immigrate to this country and they can. They can work. They can join the workforce. That's right. That is, and they can do it immediately. You don't have and to wait. They'll do the jobs that American workers don't want. Exactly. But talk about a, a handmaid's tale. Yeah. I mean, the idea that we should have forced pregnancy for any forced births for any reason, but somehow this is the answer to social. It's absurd. The answer to social security is make people like Mike Johnson who's worth millions and millions of dollars to start paying their fair share. Then we can expand benefits for everyone. So wait, Mike, so Mike Johnson is worth millions of dollars. Now he's been in Congress only a short time, I think since 2016. How did he earn millions of dollars? Do we know? Well, that's a good question. I do not know whether he inherited it or he, he earned it, but uh, in any event, he, he and his um, fellow, fellow millionaires and billionaires, do not pay their fair share, no. and they sh and what they don't want to pay their fair share. So instead, they'd like women to be forced um, to carry babies to term, right? Uh, and and they also want to make sure that you work until you die, raise the retirement age to seventy and beyond, decimate middle class benefits, basically destroy um, 
this deferred reach into our pockets and steal our money is what they really want to do. Well, absolutely. You know, um, Nancy, and I brought you on, I said you're president of Social Security Works, but it's been a while since I've had uh, Alex or anyone from your organization on. Will you explain to, and uh, Social Security Works has been around for a long time. Can you tell the listeners what it is you do over there? Yes, and of course you can tell by our name what our point, what our view is, which is accurate. Social security not only works, it works extremely well. There's been a lot of what I would call disinformation um, really put out literally by billionaires to undermine people's confidence in the future of social security. They've tried to cut the program and so far haven't been able to because it is so um, overwhelmingly popular among all constituencies So what they've tried to do is undermine confidence. Oh, it's a great program, but it won't be there. We can't afford it and all of that. So what we do is we want to put out the truth, explain to people that it will be there, and fight to expand Social Security, which we easily can do if people like Mike Johnson pay their fair share. Yes. And it's not so hard. First of all, they don't. Someone, not only Mike Johnson and some of the other very wealthy members of Congress, and I hate to say it, but on both sides of the aisle, there, there, are, there are members of Congress who are inordinately wealthy given their salaries, uh, just saying. Um, so and they're donors. And they're donors. And they're donors. Inordinately wealthy, and yep. they listen to their donors. That's right, um, and that's a big part of it, right? Because their donors, who are uber wealthy, say, "Don't don't do anything to change that." I don't like paying taxes. Jeff Bezos doesn't like paying taxes, um, uh, but oh, and David's back. My husband is a is a contributor. Yes, David. Mike Johnson earned millions of dollars as an attorney representing forced birth groups. Oh, nice. There you go. Forced birth groups. And then he became a radio talk show host because, of course, he did. And then he went to Congress. Just saying. So um, uh, but there is a the problem here is that people who make and those who make ridiculous, obscene amounts of money each year, I won't use the word earn because they don't necessarily earn it. They get it. Um, People who get millions of dollars, tens or hundreds of millions of dollars a year, and there are many of them, um, only pay into Social Security and Medicare up to, uh, it used to be $130,000. What is the cap now? Now, and it's just Social Security. Medicare, it's just Social Security. So they, but it's up to $160,200. Okay. So, but even if they paid on all of their earnings, that still only makes it proportionate. Given how much they have, um, I mean, it, it, during this, during the COVID pandemic, while most people saw their earnings drop or stagnate, and in fact, way before that, for the last decade, decades, the uber wealthy have gotten wealthier and wealthier and wealthier. Yep. So we we so even eliminating that maximum only makes a proportion. They really should be paying a um, a wealth tax or a billionaire a surtax for billionaires. There is enormous amount of money in this country. We're wealthier than we've ever been, but it doesn't feel that way to most people because most people have seen their their um, income stagnate. Yes, but very wealthy. And in fact, one just um, just under the current system, just the income and wealth inequality has cost Social Security, if you can believe it, one point four trillion dollars in the wow. last decade. Now, that is money that stayed in their pockets rather than going towards all of our benefits. There's just, as I say, there's no question we can afford to greatly expand Social Security. And the Democrats, to their credit, are for expansion with no cuts. But this commission that's being forced, will be forced down their throats, is a way to do a backdoor behind closed doors cut our benefits, and then nobody knows who to blame for it. Right. So that's why it's so dangerous and why the White House calls it a death panel. 
I'll call it a death panel. And, and the Republicans are known for their death panels. Um, they accuse, you know, it's projection. It's like Trump. Everything he says, it's the old I'm rubber, you're glue. Everything they say is what they're guilty of. And they accuse the Democrat, like Elise Stefanik today when she's nominating uh, Mr. Johnson, says, oh, they want our friends in blue. They want to defund them. No. They're the ones who want to who right. want to kill off the FBI and 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 other legitimate, um, you know, uh, law so enforcement prosecutors going against a certain former president. Right. Yeah. Oh, and not only that, just you know, uh, um, dox them, give out their names and addresses yeah. and everything uh, to the world, and say, you yeah. know, do our bidding. But they accuse. Democrats, it's, it's typical. However, Nancy Altman, president of Social Security Works, I will throw a little shade on this. The, the, the Democrats, who many of whom um, have not stood up for uh, people and organizations who make or make or get ridiculous amounts of money to pay their fair share. Not all Democrats are created equal. Just saying. All Republicans are against it. Democrats are still kind of all over the place. And that's why I always push progressive candidates because they're the ones who have the right end goal in mind. Um, Democrats, you know, Democrats cast a wide net. It's a big tent. And and not everybody in the tent, I think, has our best interests in mind. Just saying. I, I don't no, want to say all Democrats are good, all Republicans bad. Some Democrats are bad, too. No, I, I, I think that's a fair point. But the but really it is hard to get um tax reform through when it's just sort of to reduce the deficit or good government or something like that. Here is a case where the money, if it's dedicated to social security, it can increase everybody's benefits, current and future. Um the in fact young people have the most to gain from expanding social security because they're the ones where Traditional pensions are disappearing. Yep, they've had they've come out of college with these. Those that go to go to post secondary schools graduate with ridiculous amounts of debt. Um, they have their wages that have stagnated. They've had COVID. They've had so much. They're going to need Social Security the most. And what all of us are fighting for, those old people are not fighting. For our own benefits, we're fighting for the benefits of young people. Absolutely. Um, and I know what a lifesaver it's been for me. Now, I'm not even 65 yet, but, you know, you can start collecting Social Security at 62. I've worked really hard for many years in the radio industry, which I, has collapsed under me. Radio is not what it used to be. And the jobs just aren't there anymore because it's of consolidation and um, I'll point a finger at a Democrat again. Bill Clinton and his Telecommunications Act of 1996 really destroyed my industry, the industry I've been in since college. Um, and so, you know, now I'm, I'm self-employed. I do my own thing. And it's really hard to make ends meet. So I started collecting Social Security just a few months ago at age 63. And it's been a lifesaver. And thankfully... I had a few years of really good earnings when I did radio in Los Angeles. So social security is based on how do, how do they figure out what your, what your payment is each month? It's a, it's a very fair system. It's designed to replace wages if they're lost as the result of um, disability, death, old age. Mm -hmm. And so it's life insurance, it's disability insurance, and it's a joint and survivor annuity. And it's a very clever um formula. It's a very fair formula so that the more you contribute, the higher your dollar benefit is. Mm -hmm. So it is related to your wages, but understanding that people who are lower income have less discretionary income um, and um, are generally and often they, they, and the, um, and haven't been able to save they're, they get a higher proportion, so Good. they get a higher replacement rate. I see. More of their wages are replaced but the um, than higher-income people, but higher-income people get a higher dollar amount than lower-income people. So, And I think the American people see it as a very fair system, and it was, it's been there, it's almost uh, 90 years, started in 1935. Right. 
Right. And frankly, without that money, um, I'd have a hard time getting by each month. So I have that. And I also have a pension because I worked in a, I had a union. I am a member of AFTRA, though I lived in Florida for years, which is a right to work for less state. They don't recognize unions. But from the time in, in Los Angeles, again, I got vested and I it's it's small, but boy, does it help. And the kids now will not have that advantage. And if Republicans get their way, they won't have Social Security either, all the while lying saying that it's insolvent. Well, it's, if it's insolvent, it's only because the people who are hoarding the most money, who are taking the most in each month, and notice I didn't say earning it, um, are not paying their fair share back into the system. You know, in 1935, when Social Security was enacted, every state but New Mexico had poor houses. And those poor houses, it sounds like something from Charles Dickens, yeah. but it was in this country less than 100 years ago. And at that time, and in those poor houses were mainly people who were over age 60, who'd been independent wage earners their whole life. It was standard at that time that if you um, you worked as long as you could, you basically worked until you died if you could, but all, most people can't. And they would tradition, generally just move in with their adult children who were then responsible for both their, their own children and their aging parents. Right. But if they didn't have children who could take them in or would take them in, they literally went to the poorhouse. So it's it sounds as if it's a different world. It would never happen again. But that's exactly what will happen if we get rid of Social Security. People will wind up having – it's fine if you want to live in an extended family. That's a choice. But it should not be – um, a necessity that you no. have to go hat in hand to others and beg for them to take care of you. Right. We used to hear the horror stories of the old people eating cat food and choosing yes. between paying for rent or their medications. Yes. Um, and yeah, it just shouldn't be. And that goes on today just because healthcare costs are too high. Drug, finally, Medicare will be able to negotiate drug prices. But we, what we really need to do is increase benefits and expand the kinds of coverage that we have but benefits should be increased and it's very affordable there are a number of bills in congress all by democrats that do that with no cuts um and that's that is the future but under a um under this moderate republican um mike johnson and his ilk they they want to they want to end Social Security as we yes. know it. And, and they will do it behind closed doors. So we all have to be vigilant about Very, it. Extremely. The only upside here is that they have, what, a four or five uh, vote member majority, which is is not a majority. Uh, but but so not a lot can get done without Democratic help. And uh, well, I don't think there are... the things they want to get done will get done without Democratic help. So. I, I wouldn't be so, I mean, Nancy Pelosi only had four yes. votes, I think 1.2 votes, and she was able to get things done. Right. But it's when, if if, it, if the vote were to, to um, end Social Security, unfortunately, I'm afraid all Republicans would vote for that. As long as their constituents didn't know that's what they were voting oh, for, and yeah. they wouldn't lose their, their power. But in terms of what they'd want to do, there, there's no question you can, it's... They can do it. Right. And silly me, I'm thinking, you know, it's the Senate that doesn't believe in democracy. There's not majority rule in the Senate. So it's hard to get anything done because you need 60 votes in the House. It still operates as a democracy. And and it's just a simple majority to get anything passed. Commissions they're talking about. They can't report until the day after the election. I wonder why it will be the lame duck. Congress that takes it up. So it would be people who had been voted out of office or were as far away from the next election as they could be. Yep. Could not be amended. And it doesn't, it only would mean a simple majority. So even in the Senate, it could not be filibustered. Now, fortunately, the Democrats are in control. Right. But it it, um, is is a very scary, because as you say, um, these, you know, there are better Democrats and worse Democrats. That's right. if the issue is that somehow, oh, the budget, you know, they if it got dressed up that way, who knows how they'd vote. 
Right, and and the, and the way they present it, which is all, almost always bullshit. It's just it's just bullshit. That's the technical term. Um, Nancy Altman, I can't thank you enough. Um, SocialSecurityWorks.org is the website. You guys do great work. You're trying to keep this um, to to debunk the bullshit that that is so often being fed us, um, and to uh, you know to keep Social Security strong because it's a lifeline for our seniors and for those on disability, for those who have other unforeseen um, tragedies and disasters in their lives. It keeps them alive and able to uh, to, to live their life. Um, I, I can't tell you how many people I know who without Social Security would, they don't, don't know where they'd be. No, that's, it's, the reason it is so popular is that if we didn't have it, I think we'd have to invent it because it, it fulfills as long as people are dependent on wages for their basic necessities and for the foreseeable future, we will be, uh, we need insurance against the loss of those wages. Without a doubt. But we have to be vigilant because there is a small group, President Eisenhower called them a small splinter group. His number is negligent, but they are, they tend to be the billionaires who have, um, um, huge access. So we all have to remain vigilant um, against these sneak attacks. Absolutely. And, and check out socialsecurityworks.org. You guys really do a great job. And I know a lot of my listeners, they know Alex. Um, I'm thankful that you were able to join us today. I understand Alex said kid duty, which, you know, takes precedence (laughs) over everything else. So I get it. Yeah. No worries. Well, thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for, for making yourself available. I know it was short notice. I'm still getting used to being three hours earlier. You know, we just moved to Arizona. We escaped fasc- the fascist state of Florida. Um, and, and so um, I used to go on the air at five. So I had all, all day for show prep. And now I'm on it too. It's like, oh my ah. God, I got no time. And so no makeup today. It's a no makeup Wednesday. <laughs> You know, the show must go on in no time. Anyway, I appreciate you coming on, Nancy Altman, and, and appreciate your work even more. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Have a great day. Uh, bye-bye. Bye. Nancy Altman, again, uh, socialsecurityworks.org. And um, uh, yeah, I'm glad that they exist. We need, we need more groups like that. We need to support those who do the work to help us, frankly. Okay, so the good news is, um, that there was no echo. Like yesterday when Laffy was here, echo, echo, echo. Fix that. Pat myself on the back, knock on wood. But you noticed her video wasn't great. That's because, let me tell you a little bit about Cox. No, not the big Johnson, Cox. Cable, internet company. Because they are our internet service provider here. And... Um, uh, I'm paying for gig speed service and I just did, you know, I've noticed that things aren't working like they should be. So I did a, um, speed test and hold on, let me tell you, I'll, I'm going to do it again. Cause it's really pissing me off. Um, so, you know, I have, you can go to speedtest.net or I've got the app installed on my computer and I click go and it's telling me that my download speed is, oh, now it's working. <laughs> of course, I tested on the, earlier today, it was 32 megabytes per second. I called Cox and some woman's like, well, did you restart the router? I'm like, lady, I don't have time for this shit. Um, so my download speed is now 807, but my upload is 107, 108. Um, still not what I pay for. But anyway, yes, Cox is still around. We have. Oh, wrong one. She spent the last uh, couple of weeks on her knees and um, she's a little worn out. But um, bump. Oh, I guess I should follow that up with. Thank you, Mike. The not so big Johnson. Mike Johnson said a few other things today. The most offensive. I could play the video, but you don't need to see his face, right? It's easier just to play the audio. Uh, here was, and I didn't hear his whole uh, taking the gavel speech, but the most offensive part of it that I did hear 
was this. I want to tell all my colleagues here what I told the Republicans in that room last night. I don't believe there are any coincidences in a matter like this. I believe that Scripture, the Bible, is <clears throat> very clear that, that God is the one that raises up those in authority. He raised up each of you, all of us. What? And, and I believe that God has ordained and allowed each one of us to be brought here for this specific moment in this time. This is my belief. I believe that each one of us has a huge responsibility today oh. to use the gifts that God has oh, given please. us to serve the extraordinary people of this great country, and they deserve it. What, ordained by God? Are you kidding me? So I guess, look, I, I didn't pull up a, um, I, didn't, I didn't start the show with a video today, but it sounds like Mike Little Johnson is, um, is doing the Trump thing, basically saying that he is, um, you know, like, like, like Jesus. He's saying God ordained him to be speaker? Really? So um, there's not a new Randy Rainbow song, but I think this one cries for a repeat in honor of, uh, and I'm, you can tell I'm vamping trying to find the right video. <laughs> um, come on, Randy Rainbow. Where's the one I... Where's the one I really like? The one I really, really, really li I like them all. But there's one, um, damn it, and I, I can't even search it by its name. Here it is. I found, I love it when this happens. When I'm able to find what I'm looking for without, you know, too much problem. So we'll take a little break from the seriousness, because you know I will always take a break from the seriousness. And just know that this new <clears throat> Speaker of the House believes that he, let's hear it one more time. Sorry, we just have to, you know, have it clear in our head that Randy, I'm sorry, Mike, <laughs> the little Johnson, um, believes he was ordained by God to be Speaker. I want to tell all my colleagues here what I told the Republicans in that room last night. I don't believe there are any coincidences really? in a matter like this. I, no. I believe that Scripture, the Bible, is <clears throat> very clear. Is it? That, that God is the one that raises up those in authority. He ah. raised up each of you. Oh, really? God did that, And, huh? and I believe that God has ordained and allowed each one of us to be brought here for this specific really? moment in this, this time. Specific this is my purpose. belief. I believe that each one of us has a huge responsibility today to use the gifts that God has given us to serve the extraordinary people of this great country, and they really? deserve it. Really? God ordained Mike, the little Johnson, to be Speaker of the House and everybody in Congress to, you know, <laughs> to pass on Gymnasium Jordan and Tom Emmer and Steve Scalise and, you know, to kick Kevin McCarthy out in order to elect the God ordained Speaker, like the former guy who thinks that he was chosen by God and the two Corinthians with an upside down Bible to make him the former <laughs> occupant of the Oval Office, which is just absurd. So I think it's time for some absurdity. You ready? Take it away, Randy Rainbow. Oh, and figures, they want to run an ad. Go away. Well, Here we go. it is a special day indeed, as I am joined now by the divine Miss T, our Lord and Savior, King of the Jews. <laughs> uh, am I leaving anything out? Brilliant, great. Don't push it. <laughs> Donald Trump, you have had a busy few days. Uh, G7 meetings, ongoing trade wars with mm -hmm. China. Mm-hmm. Bed bugs. Fake news. <laughs> you also sent out a controversial tweet saying that you are the king of Israel and uh, told a group of reporters that you are the chosen one. How you doing? You okay? The news about me is largely phony. Right. Mr. Not My President, you're acting quite bizarre. Ruling like a loon behind your Twitter avatar. Of all your recent antics, this latest one's a pearl. Now it seems you think you're God. Okay. Whatever, girl. Your crazies on full display. Wish you'd just go away. 
Take a vacay, hun. I hear that Greenland's nice this time of year. Dreaming of walls while the stock market falls. And now you're shaming the Jews. What else is news? You say you're the chosen one and I know what you mean. Chosen by the Russian Kremlin in 2016. When will this maniacal messiah complex pass? I hereby order you to get your head out of your ass. And just keep selling us lies and attacking allies. Go on, you king of fake news. It's fake news. It's disgusting fake news. Uh, I read a front page story in the Washington Post. You're making no sense, bitch. Why are you still talking? It's making me nauseous. Everything you say is bullshit. Yes, everything's lies. I don't think anybody's done more than me. Close your mouth, close your mouth, and delete all your socials tonight. The president has said he is the king of the Jews. The second coming of God. He did. He really did. The chosen one. He's not really interested in helping mankind. When it comes to Bible study, he's way behind. He can't walk on water or give sight to the blind. But he can change a falsehood to a fact with his mind. When they crucify him in the news, he starts stripping. And he kinda speaks in tongues when his dentures start flipping. <laughs> Cheeto Christ, Cheeto Christ, he's like if Jesus were pumpkin spice. Cheeto Christ, stupid czar, that tangerine colored commissar. Wow, he prefers profanity to biblical psalms. But he can stop a hurricane with nuclear bombs. Oh, yeah. He's praised by his disciples, though they've all been misled. Somehow he brought Mitch McConnell back from the dead. <laughs> he golfs on Sunday, so at church he's not in attendance. And he makes 25 seem like the Christmas <laughs> of amendments. He calls himself the second coming, I would have done. But according to these porn stars, he could not even <laughs> come once. Don't you get it wrong? Don't you get it wrong? Don't you get it wrong? Give him what he wants now. Don't get it wrong. Cheeto Christ, Cheeto Christ. He's like if Jesus were pumpkin spice. Cheeto Christ, stupid czar, that tangerine colored I think I'm doing a great job. Don't you get it wrong? Don't you get it wrong? Let me hear you sing now. Don't get it wrong. stupid czar, who in the hell do you think you are? God, clearly. God, clearly. Randy Rainbow, I got to tell you, that one goes back to four four years. That one goes back four years. Uh, still, I think my favorite Randy, Randy Rainbow. Because as a kid, remember, I was a teenager when Jesus Christ Superstar came out. And this Jewish girl living in South Florida loved the movie Jesus Christ Superstar. I had the soundtrack. I played the songs. I love it. And yeah, um, when this came out, I was literally rolling on the floor laughing. And so I had to play it today for um, the man ordained by God. I want to tell all my colleagues here what I told the Republicans in that room last night. I don't believe there are any coincidences in a matter like this. I, I believe that no. Scripture... The Bible is <clears throat> very clear that, very that clear. God is the one that raises up those in authority. He raised up each of you, hey, all of us. Um, um, and, and I believe you know, that God has ordained and allowed each one of us to be brought here for each this Each one of us. Carl Anderson was the best Judas, and Ted Neely was Jesus. Although i got to tell you, the thing that NBC did a couple a year ago or so, the live thing, Sarah Bareilles was a great Mary Magdalene. Um. I don't know how to love him. Sorry, you don't want me to sing, but yeah. <laughs> I was not a hair groupie, but I loved Jesus Christ Superstar. So good. Um, um, and of course, you know what Mary did. Um, she spent the last uh, couple of weeks on her knees and um, she's a little worn out. Boom. Sorry, I just, I can't help myself sometimes. Uh, okay, so... Other stuff happened today. So I was telling you about Ken Buck. Now, Ken Buck, 
Yeah, Ted Neely. So Kim says I had such a crush on Ted Neely. The thing is, it was the Western version of Jesus. You know, the blonde, the bearded, the, you know, the barefoot. He was, um, all apologies to Megyn Kelly, but Jesus, you know, was probably black. He was Middle Easterner um, and um, pinball wizard. Um, and that, you know, is not really what Jesus looked like. There is some, um, uh, some archaeologist or something did a, uh, a more accurate representation of what Jesus probably actually looked like. I wonder, you know, uh, let's see if I can pull it out, uh, pull it up, whip out this thing. What did Jesus actually look like? Let's see. Um, images, you know, Google is such a lovely thing. Here you go. This is, <laughs> here's what Jesus actually looked like and what, um, you know, uh, things like Jesus Christ Superstar and, and today's, you know, Christian religious people believe that Jesus looked like. Um, all right, let me bring it up here. Sorry, again, no producer. So I am just doing all this stuff on the fly. Um, bear with me. I, I, I'm getting it up, so to speak. Uh, da, 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 left. Okay, I can do this and bring that up there. All right. What the, the depiction of Jesus and what he actually looked like, according to, um, whoops, according to, you know, uh, Scientology, not Scientology. <laughs> Um, sociologists or archaeologists or scientists, certainly not Scientologists. The guy on the left, if those of you who are watching the, the video screen, I'll put up a, I'll put up a, um, you know, I'll, I'll put this picture on the web, on the, uh, on the website where I post today's show, because, you know, so that's, you know, I, I wonder if they'd, if they'd worship him, if he looked like the guy on the left rather than the guy on the right. Either way, he was a socialist. They won't admit that either, though. You know, just saying hypocrisy is them. All right. How do I get rid of that one now? Oh, I can do that. Okay. So back to uh, you and me. So back to Ken Buck. So Ken Buck is a um, Republican. And uh, Ken Buck just, I guess, last week went on CNN and explained why he would vote against Gymnasium Jordan and some of the other people, well, Gymnasium Jordan, most, most notably, uh, for speaker. You're a very conservative Republican. It's very important to you that whoever is the next speaker of the House acknowledge the fact that Joe Biden won the presidency. It's just a fact that he did, and you want the next speaker to acknowledge that. I, I want the next speaker to acknowledge that. I also want to make sure that we don't have somebody who was involved in the activities uh, surrounding January 6th. And I think that if we have a presidential candidate who uh, right now is leading, who denies that, the, that he lost the election um, and was uh, obviously behind what happened on January 6th, and we have a speaker in a similar situation, we have 20 Republicans sitting in Joe Biden districts right now, Biden, districts that Joe Biden won in 2020, and those 20 Republicans are going to be at risk. Risk. There's uh -oh. no way we win the majority if the message we send to the American people <laughs> is that we believe that the uh, election uh, was, was stolen and we believe that uh, January 6th was okay. It was a tour of the Capitol. You know, he sounds like he makes so much sense, right? Well, well, um, today the votes for Mike the Little Johnson were unanimous. On the Republican side, obviously, five Democrats weren't there. And I think they finally just said, you know, they weren't going to win anyway and, and whatever. Um, enough of this charade. And so um, um, uh, here is Ken Buck today explaining why. He voted for the Little Johnson. Committee. I want to bring in somebody who just voted. Jeffries. Ken Buck, Republican of Ruth Colorado, Man. who is here with me now. Johnson. Oh, why Mike Johnson? Guest. You know, uh, probably because Johnson. he has the fewest enemies of anybody Jeffries. in the Republican conference. Well, that's a ringing endorsement. Johnson. Well, it's, it's the reality of, of where we are right now with four-vote majority. Um, Mike is one of those Johnson. people who gets along with everybody, and he's well-respected. And I think those two uh, factors played a big <laughs> role in this. Did you ever think He's that the Speaker hated. of the House would uh, get Johnson. this close to and 
probably Large attain the gavel because he Johnson. or she has the fewest enemies in the House. I mean, that doesn't sound like a, the, the headline of a resume. You think? No, I don't think it's the headline of a resume, but I do think it is part of what we do in the House. We get along Johnson. with people, and those who don't get along with people um, don't, don't rise to this type of level. The, one of the things it that you so wanted to hear now. from Jim Jordan uh, when he Johnson. was the nominee yeah. was a promise that, Jeffers. well, not a promise, but a public statement Hill. that he believed that Joe Biden is the legitimate president. We've not heard that yet from no, Mike Johnson. No. Did you get a promise privately from him that he will make that public statement? I have not gotten that promise from Mike. Uh -oh. I hope he comes around to that point Fine. because it's obvious that uh, Joe Biden is the Jeffers. legitimate president. Um, the more that Henson. people like Mark Meadows' uh, statements start to come out, oh, um, yeah. it's clear that the people around Horsford. Donald Trump uh, told Donald Trump that, that uh, he had lost the election. I, I think it's time for Republicans to Helping. shed themselves of that burden and, and move Johnson. forward. Yeah, so um, meet Ken Buck, hypocrite, but he's a Republican. What do you expect? They're synonymous. By the way, um, the other side did speak today, too, and um, Pete Aguilar, you know, every time they have one of these votes, and there have been, what, 300 of them uh, since they ousted Kevin McCarthy from office. That's an exaggeration. Nobody quote me on that. You know I'm making a joke. Anyway, because there have been like 18, and that's no joke. Um, uh, Pete Aguilar today once again put forth the minority leader's name, Hakeem Jeffries, for speaker. And here's one of the things that Pete Aguilar said in his nominating speech. House Republicans have put their names behind someone who has been called the most important architect of the Electoral College objections. He's spearheaded. And that, that, that's fair. Hold that's on. Fair. We know how you feel. That, yeah. that damn right was from a Republican member of Congress because they understand about decorum. Wasn't it Marge Q who was <laughs> uh, leading the House uh, one day when she demanded decorum from the members? <laughs> there were a few moments of comedy as opposed to comedy. Comedy. Anyway, um, yeah, go ahead. Uh, so here, here's that again. Wait. an architect of the Electoral College objections. He's spearheaded. Damn right. That's fair. That's fair. We know how you feel. Yeah, you've made that clear. He spearheaded the legal effort joined by more than 100 of our colleagues on the other side of the aisle in yep. support of a dangerous and baseless lawsuit to overturn the results of the 2020 election. Yep. On the eve of January 6th, some of my Republican colleagues even called this a failed strategy. Oh. Yet those same individuals plan to stand right next to him today. And not only plan to, but they did unanimously. Huh. Go figure. As for Hakeem Jeffries, well, uh, he also delivered a long speech. And no, I didn't, um, you know, pull the whole thing, but I pulled one clip. Let me conclude. Let me, let me. The Republicans weren't very courteous to their speaker. About to the our state would be of speaker. our democracy. Joe Biden won the 2020 presidential election. He's doing a great job under difficult circumstances, and no amount of election denialism will ever change that reality. Not now, not ever. Yeah. And by the way, Joe Biden delivered a speech today. Um, and uh, come on, um, I have one clip to share with you. That might be the most important thing that he said. And to all the people, you know, adding me on the shitter, um, I stand with Joe Biden. And listen to what he said um, about so the, the, the actions of the Israelis on the West Bank, some Israelis, militant Israelis on the West Bank. I continue to be alarmed about extremist settlers attacking Palestinians in the West Bank, that uh, pouring gasoline on fire is what it's like. They, this was a deal. The deal was made and they're attacking Palestinians in places that they're entitled to be. Hello. It has to stop. They have to be held accountable. It has to stop now. It has to stop now. Um, as for Hamas, 
the 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 innocence on in Gaza should take advantage of the leaflets that are being dropped by the Americans offering huge monetary rewards for those who give them the locations of Hamas because they're spread out amongst the civilians in Gaza because that's what they do. They use the the, the civilians as human shields and now they're using the hostages as human shields. The people of Gaza need to rid themselves of Hamas. If they won't do it, then the Israelis will do it for them. That's what it's about. To be continued. Tomorrow, Howie Kleins here, Friday, Marcy Wheeler. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Have a great day and um, peace, please.